Before this episode starts, I just want to give a quick but great, huge, awesome thank you to YOTB Dort on Twitter. Um, he really um, helped a lot in the making of this podcast, gave a lot of very helpful advice, and showed us where to go um, and how to get it started up. So thank you so much. Um, he's part of the Beerly Hoops podcast. It's a fantastic listen. I recommend to go check it out. Um, fantastic NBA content. Um, so yeah, go check them out and thanks so much, YLTB Dork. Shout out to you, man. What's going on, guys? This is the Spark Plug Podcast, episode one. I'm joined by Trey Burner, Trey Manburner, and Andrew. Say hi, What's guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, this is our first episode, obviously. We're happy to have you guys here. Uh, we appreciate you guys giving this episode a chance and podcast a chance. I'm Max, by the way, um, at Gilgis Max on Twitter. I'm joined by Trey Manburner on Twitter and Random 49 Thunder Fan on Twitter, right? Did I, did I get it right? I always mess your thing At up. Thunder Random. At Thunder Random. Okay. At Thunder Random and at, I don't know your at, it's, uh, I know you're Trey Man's Burner, at Shaquille Milk. Yeah, Shaquille's Milk. Shaquille's yeah, Milk. Shaquille's, Shaquille's milk. milk. Okay, Shaquille's Milk. Got you, got you. Yeah. Okay, but um, we're just gonna we're just gonna carry right into this, man. Um, we're really excited to have you guys, and we're really excited for this podcast. We really hope you guys can take something away from it and learn from it as well. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over, and they're gonna let you guys know about a little bit more about the podcast. So, uh, yeah, do you want to go first, Andrew? Yeah, I'll go first. All right, so, all right. basically, what we're doing, we're going to be trying our best to upload semi-weekly, weekly. Stuff's obviously going to ramp up in the summer because that's when more people are free, a lot less going on. Sure. We're excited for the lottery. You know, that's big for us tank people. <laughs> the draft is going to be a lot of fun. You know, we're real excited about, you know, the future, the direction of our team, our players, our Trey Mans and our Mike Muscalas. Oh, yes. Indeed. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, going off of that, once after the draft and after Summer League, um, I think we've decided that I'll be, like, the main guy on for post-game podcast and... They might hop on some nights. Some nights you might get all three of us. Some nights just two of us. Some nights maybe it'll just be me talking yeah. to myself. But we, um, we will get it done, though. We will get it to you. Yeah, don't pick a, don't pick a I favorite. Know, I know that I will be able to be there pretty much every night. Um, but so yeah, I'll be hosting the post game podcast. So yeah, I'm really excited. Um, just for. Um, the future of this podcast and right now as well. Um, this is not only a Thunder podcast, just to disclaim, this is an NBA podcast with the Thunder dedicated segment because we're all Thunder fans. Um, we have a lot to talk about, um, which is um, including but not limited to ranking the young guards left in the playoffs, um, Luca being exposed in the pick and roll by Chris Paul and the Suns, um, Drew Holiday and his lockdown defense, and Giannis, in one word, Giannis. <laughs> So we're really excited. Um, we're gonna go ahead and just and and give you guys a little bit. We're gonna hop on our soapbox about the Thunder first because um, we love the Thunder. We're all about that. So 
Um, today, our Thunder topic, um, not a lot is going on, obviously. The lottery results aren't out yet. We're filming this on the 8th of May, so we still like nine more days to the lottery. But um, our topic is, can SGA and Josh Giddy play together? Um, so I'm just going to you know, kind of pass around. Everybody's going to give their opinion and their take, and we'll come to a consensus at the end. Um, Andrew, you want to go first? Sure, that sounds good. All right. I think with Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis Alexander, you've got one and Shea who is so crafty, so quick, right to the basket. He's a good playmaker, great passer, only getting better. His shooters suck, but <laughs> he's getting better at it. And then you have Giddy, who's an even better passer. They're both subpar shooters. Shea has been on the up and up sometimes. Sometimes he's not as good. Giddy's working on all kinds of stuff with his game. I think there's no reason why these two guys can't over the next year or two be one of the best backcourts in the NBA. How you feeling, Trey? So yeah, um, I think I think they'll work it out. I definitely don't think one is gonna like leave the team. How the media has been twisting it, or one is gonna take the back seat. I think I definitely think we didn't get to see it much this year. So the start of next year might be slow. You might see some nights Giddy's more ball on ball, more ball dominant. He might be going off drip, uh, but Shea will still be around. I definitely don't think it's just going to be nights of one at a time, but it might be uh, one leading the charge more than the other, and then the next night it might be Shea leading the charge, the next night Giddy, next night both of them just having an equal game. But I think by All-Star break, they'll have it figured out. And then, of course, there's the questions with Lou and Trey. Where do they fit into it? I think, like I said, once All-Star break, we'll see a lot. I think we'll see a lot of three-guard schemes we saw four guard schemes one time this year where Lou played the four, and that was crazy. I could see that happening again. Um, but yeah, what you thinking? Uh, what you thinking about it, Max? Well, um, to highlight what you said, Shay and Josh only played 41 games together, which is obviously half the season. Um, a little bit over half of their seasons, though, because they each did not play 82. But I definitely 100% agree with both of you guys in the fact that they're going to work out. Um, when you have two players that good um, and that unselfish especially, um, they're going to work out in my opinion. Um, especially Shea <clears throat> excuse me, is so gifted, um, as Andrew said, at just getting to the basket no matter who you put on him. It just feels like if it's one guy, he's going to get past you. And if it's two, he's going to find the open guy. And Josh Giddy is the most talented passer to come out of this draft class and the smartest player to come out of this draft class. Um, and smart players make it work, man. And they're both extremely smart, and they're great friends off the court, and that always helps too. Um, I just I, I look for them to, as Andrew said, be one of the best backcourts in the NBA in the next two, three years. Um, and I'm, I'm just really, really excited to see them both grow next to each other. But... Um, I think that's kind of a consensus for many th- most Thunder fans at this point, just seeing Josh get one, master classes and all that. One thing that I want to add on is I think we'll see more of a pick and roll with Josh and Shay this year. That would be um, kind of interesting, to be honest. It would. 
because with Josh's, he's a big dude. He's pretty. He's what six six something six eight six nine six nine. But he's uh, yeah. uh, Basketball reference is six eight. Yeah, so he's got that big body. I could definitely see a pick and roll with. Uh, Shea rolling off of him and even him rolling off of, off of Shea sometimes. That would definitely be very interesting. I and I can see I could see us rolling out that small ball lineup where it's Shea, Trey, Lou, and then Giddy at the four. I could see Because it. he does have he has the length, he has, he has yeah. He has the size and he has some of the height. Um of course not yeah. Match up with guys like Giannis and uh, Embiid and stuff like that. Of course not, but I definitely could see a small ball lineup with those four. And once again, yeah, that once goes back in the same those four guard lineups. Y'all think that's setting us up for Bays at the five? Oh yeah, it's coming. Yeah, if we're if we're gonna probably, but like it's gonna be a backup, like a trap card. Yeah, if we're going to roll out a small ball lineup, we're rolling out a small ball lineup. Yeah. All the way through. I also see a little bit of Poku at the five as well, which excites me so much because I love Poku. I want to see Poku back at the point guard. Like we saw two years ago against the Clivers for last game. I need point Poku injected into my Just, Just the fact that you can say you want to play Poku at center and say you want to play Poku exactly. at point guard just spe- just speaks to the just kind of says, player that he is. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I agree 100%. Um, I think that about wraps that segment up, though, because it's a very consensus between us three and most Thunder fans that, that it's, it's going to work out. I mean, come on now. Um, so let's jump right in to some of the playoff action. Um, let's talk about Giannis. Let's talk about him. Giannis. <laughs> okay, My I favorite start Greek off. player. Yeah. I want to start off with why it's so hard for people to say that he's the best player in the world. It should be, like, automatic at this point. I got to pull up the stat line tonight. But this man is the best player in the world. I agree. And it's not debatable at this point. Sure. But I think the problem is people don't want to allow it to change. Because at the beginning of the season, it was KD. Midway, it was, it was, some would say it was Ja. Some would say it's LeBron. Some would say it's the Jokic. Some would say Steph it's Embiid. Well, first couple months. Yeah, Steph. Steph was in there too. But... It's Giannis at this point. It's Giannis, man. Giannis has shown throughout the whole season. Yeah, let's see. It was forty-two on sixteen for 30, 12 and eight. We will never see someone put up a lineup like that again. It's crazy, man. Like so, Giannis does it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until he does it again, because um, he will. Jason yeah. Tatum tonight. 16. Um, 101 to 103 in favor of Milwaukee, the final score. Uh, Jason Tatum shoots four for 19. Jalen Brown, uh, 50%, 27 points. Uh, Tatum only 10 points. How we feel? Jason Tatum, when Jason Tatum is bad, he's, he's bad. bad. But also, Jason Tatum, that first round series against the Nets, Jason Tatum, he was so electric. He was everything for that team. Yeah. 
Even yeah. when he didn't score well, he was locking up. He was playing great defense on KD. Um, great defense. It was either the first or second game in, in Brooklyn, I believe. He did not shoot the ball well. But, man, he blocked Durant twice. I don't know if that was the same game, but he blocked him twice on the jumper. Yeah, when, when you're able to slide somebody as athletically gifted as Jason Tatum is in next to an anchor like Al Horford and just allow him to roam and latch on to guys, he's dangerous. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, let's see here. Um, about Giannis, though, again, that's another consensus with us. Uh, just absolutely dominant. I mean, abs- in a night where you shoot one for six from three, but you're still 53% from the field and 42-12, um, it's just crazy, man. <clears throat> 38 minutes, basically 39. 42 points in 39 minutes. You know, that's crazy. That's insane. Best player uh, in the world. Yeah, like, I think the talent in the NBA has really spoiled the fan at this point. I mean, myself included. Like, we see people do stuff like this, and we're just like, oh, it's just another game. Wow, Giannis, he, did, he, did, he had a good game. That's an amazing game, you know? Um, next, Jordan Poole um, and John Morant's quote-unquote injury. Um, I watched it. Uh, we all watched it in the Discord. Um, how are you guys feeling about that? You think Jaws really hurt? You think he's okay? Uh, how y'all feeling? I don't know. Jaw gets hurt all the time. Like he's always like gimpy or whatever. I don't know. The play by Jordan Poole is strange, but it's also not the play that he hurt his knee on. I don't think that was just a really weird play where you're grabbing at somebody's knee. That's strange. Reminds me of Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, which it's not that bad, obviously. We hope John Morant didn't yeah, tear his sure. meniscus. For sure. I'm but, I mean, just... to see if I can find anything about the severity. Here's a, tw- a tweet. It yeah. says, Pretty difficult for any human to cause a lateral knee ligament injury with the minimal apparent amount of force that pulled grab Morant's knee. Fortunately, our knee ligaments are much stronger than that. <clears throat> and I believe this yeah, guy, I think... yeah, this guy is orthopedic surgery and sports medicine. So hopefully we're good. I think the problem with jaw is the problem that was with Russell Westbrook and was the problem with Derek Rose. When they, they're such athletic freaks that when they go up for those high flying dunks, it takes a toll on their knee. Oh, yeah. And plays like what we saw tonight by Jordan Poole, just barely touching it or putting too much pressure on it can just, like he said, put it over the edge. And I don't think that's anything against Jordan Poole, and I don't think it's anything against Jaws game. But there's a problem, there's a reason that we've seen the athletic point guards starting to fade out is because it's not sustainable. That's the problem with Jaw. Seems like every game that he he's limping, something's hurting. Yeah, it's every game at this point. So it's either that he's gonna have to find a role where he starts maybe shooting the ball more, shooting mid range passing, driving layups instead of slamming it down in those yeah. athletic dunks. It's gonna have to be something. 
or we're gonna see another Derrick Rose. Yeah. We're gonna see another Russell Westbrook injury. I it's just um, it's um, just the way the league is going. It's it's more pass for point guards again. Yeah, um, I think I think a lot of that too as well. You know, you know me. I I, I got to butt Russell Westbrook in here and give him a compliment. Um, these like crazy injuries. I think that speaks volumes to his durability as well. Like until like I mean even this this past season, like Lakers big three, AD missed big chunks, LeBron missed big chunks. Russ did not miss a game um, until late late in the season. He missed like two or three. Still played seventy plus games and. Even with the torn meniscus, he came back and was still just as athletically explosive as he was before. I just think that's crazy. Like, that man is... You see that a lot. You see a lot of that in Jaw, too. Yeah. It's crazy. It really is. And and it's it's really like a blessing to, to say we get to watch these guys as well. Like, it's it's awesome. Um, it really is. It's, it's a gift for sure. Um, another thing... The Warriors just played amazing. Um, expand, yeah. Expanding past Jordan Poole and, and John Morant. The Warriors as a team tonight, 142 points. Um, my my question right now is, is there, is there a team in the West that can stop that? I don't know, man. My obvious pick is Phoenix, if there is a team. And that really comes down to how well, um, how well you're going to defend. Because, you know... The offense there, like when you have Chris Paul and a big as good as DeAndre Ayton, you're going to get pretty consistent pick and roll offense um, output every game. But how well you defend will really depend because you know the Warriors have one of the best offensive systems in NBA history, and, and so much movement, and off ball movement, and so many deadly shooters. I mean, you have four All Stars on that team. Two of them, three of them, are Hall of Famers. Um, and you just have people that know their roles. Um, Clay, you know, is looking more and more like himself every game. Steph is Steph. Um, Jordan Poole is is coming onto the scene, man. Like, I mean, even before this season, I had him as a most improved player candidate, like in the preseason. But he's like taking another leap forward. I feel like in the playoffs, twenty seven tonight on eleven of seventeen. He's killing the game. Yeah, Jordan Poole is really just one. He's getting up there among those young guards. He's creeping. He's really trying to get up into the category with guys like Donovan Mitchell and those younger guards who are really explosive as shooters and as offensive players, really. Just so much dynamic offense. Jordan Poole fits right in in Golden State, and he's doing wonders. Agree, 110%. Um, it's just, I don't know, you know, if this was six years ago, everybody would hate to see the Warriors succeed. It's kind of nice to see them succeed. I mean, I'm not a fan, I'm not a, I'm not a hater, but it's, it's nice to see um, a team that really, I mean, in the 2020 season when, when, when Clay was out, Durant left, and Curry, like, was it, did he break his arm? Hand? I think I think it was his hand. He played like twenty games. Yeah. I think like they were like in the mud, man. Like they were a lottery team. Yeah. And, 
They got James Wiseman. Exactly. And he's not even playing. Where is James Wiseman? I don't know. Injured. Yeah, like, that's the crazy thing for me, too. Like, he's not even playing, and they're this good. They're also without Gary Payton II and Iguodala, which, I mean, Iguodala isn't as much of a factor as the other two. But, like, Gary Payton II was a huge rotation piece, and, like, he's not going to be back at the least until the finals if they make it. Yeah, I think think Gary Payton's done for the season. Probably. Um, um, Moving on. Um, actually, back to the Bucks game for a minute. I had those out of order. But um, Drew Holiday, um, first team all Okay, defense. yes. Yeah. I want to I wanna talk about Drew, and it's really Jalen Brown, too. For the first games, I'm going to read off the stat lines. Alrighty. Drew, game one, 25 from, for, on 8 for 20, 9 and 5. Game, that's 36 minutes. Game two, 40 minutes, 19 points, 7 on 20. Four rebounds, 7 assists. Game three, 43 minutes, 25 points, 11 for 30, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Now Jalen Brown. Game one, hold on. Game one, 12 points, 4 for 13, 9 and 4. There's a clear reason why you can see the Bucks took game one. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Brown wasn't there. Drew controlled him that whole game. Now, game two. 30 points, 11 on 18, 5 and 6. Boston Jaylen, takes game two. Jalen Brown gets loose. Dangerous. Number two's going crazy is basically how you win games in the playoffs. Yep. And then game three, 27 points, 8 for on 16, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists. Loses with Jason Tatum just putting up a stinker. <laughs> and uh, Giannis just being the best player in the world. Now, my thing is that if Jalen Brown does not put up 25-plus games this season, uh, the series, the Celtics have no chance. It's hard, yeah. It makes it like almost impossible, especially when Tatum plays that bad, and you're not getting like a masterclass from Jalen. It's pretty much impossible because yeah. they, those are your two bucket getters, man. They're going to create like you know sixty to eighty percent of your offense every given night, whether it be by scoring the points or creating open looks and getting assists or secondary assists. They're pretty much creating all the defensive um, breakdowns from the other team. So, you know, and and playing a team as good offensively and defensively as the Bucks, you can't really make a lot of mistakes, man. And, and they've been all the way. They made it to the finals. They made it to the second round and conference finals uh, before that as well. So, like, they have all the experience um, in the players and the coaches, and it's just – you cannot make mistakes against a team like that. So it's going to set us up for a juggernaut match in the conference finals, though. I'll tell you that. Ooh. Yeah. Imagine. Do y'all think Miami's wall will still be able to stop Giannis? I don't know. I mean, I feel like Bucks' heat has been inevitable for the past three years. They've played every year at some point. Well, last year it was a sweep. Yeah. And I think the year before that, it was like, 
that was the that was the that was the year the before they got Drew. Was that huh? the year they made the finals? The Heat? Yeah, that was bubble year. The um, year before the Bucks had uh, Drew. Yeah. yeah. What they went in like six? Yeah. Something like that. Um, I think Chris Middleton was injured too. He's hurt right now too, man. And they're uh, they're tied with Boston. No, no, sorry, they're two one with Boston now after tonight. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think I think Miami will will beat Philly. Those two games that they drop without Embiid hurt them. I mean, I know that they were on Miami's home floor, but still, um, if they can, Embiid's not a hundred percent. I think that's kind of obvious as well. But definitely, he's really shaky out there. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, jumping right on, is Luka Doncic being exposed in the pick and roll. Um, if you guys uh, listening have ever listened or not listened to slash watched Heat Check on YouTube, Steven from Heat Check, he makes bangers. Go check him out. He breaks down the game. Um, great way, great personality. Um, he made a video about eight minutes long on Chris Paul um, destroying um, Luka Doncic in the pick and roll. The Suns averaged 1.72 points per possession. When Luka Doncic was the pick-and-roll defender in that game, they hunted him out like 50 to 51 times, I believe, was the stat, which is crazy. Um, and, you know, to have that many times as him being the defender and that high of a points per possession, if you guys don't know, 1.72 is extremely high points per possession. Um, it's just crazy to me. And it speaks volumes about, first of all, Chris Paul's relentlessness and Chris Paul's IQ just to know where to go to get a good shot and his relentlessness to just... Say you're not going to get a break, Luca. We're not going to keep. We're not going to stop working you. We're not going to give you any easy breaks on defense. We're going to make you work on defense, and then you're going to have to come down and score on offense on our tough defense as well. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I think that'll definitely. It's going to do numbers on Luca, especially if the Mavs want to win this series. It's got to go to at least six games. Then, if every single game he's getting attacked fifty to fifty-one times, and oh, it's yeah. working. It's working. Yeah. What does that come out to? 70-something percent of the time? Yep. I mean, that's he's going to have to work exactly. if he wants anything. Yep. Especially on that Miami defense. Miami. Especially on that Phoenix defense. <laughs> you you got to work yeah. on offense and defense for somebody like Luka. It's almost impossible. Yes, for okay. sure. What are you doing? Um... Game four, this is being recorded before game four of the Phoenix-Dallas series, but I'm extremely excited to see this game. It's at 3.30 on Sunday, May 8th on Mother's Day. Hope everybody has a great Mother's Day, by the way. This probably won't be on Mother's Day. It'll probably be after. But I'm happy Mother's Day to everybody and all the mothers out there. You guys, Happy Mother's Day! Yes, sir. More appreciated than all y'all know. God bless you all. But um, What are you guys doing? If you are doing something with your mom tomorrow, what are you guys doing? Probably going to go eat. Um, yeah? Yeah, probably going to go eat. It's funny because today, Sunday is not only Mother's Day, Saturday is my mama's birthday. Oh, that's dope. Tell your mom oh. happy birthday. Tell your mom happy birthday. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, so we've been so running around all day today. Birthday. Mom, wake up. It's not happy birthday. 
Mom, wake up. Mike Muscala saying, told you happy birthday. <laughs> uh, not, this, this morning, I uh, made food for my mom because I thought it was Mother's Day. So That's dope. That's awesome, man. That's a good son right yep. That's a W son. Um, oh, yeah, of course. For sure. Um, yeah, but then I was told it's not Mother's Day, and it felt pretty dumb. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she just but, wants you to do it again. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's the thought so, that counts, though. It's the thought that counts. But tomorrow, I think I think we're going to go see the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh, I I believe I've heard that it's quite good, so. Yeah. I'm doing that. But, um... Also, I wanted to add one thing on the Luca. I think this is a. I think this is Phoenix saying the Jalen Brunson prove it. That's true too. He did have a prove that you are that. Prove that you are that playmaker that you showed in Utah. Prove it because we're shutting down your boy Luca. Yeah, we want to shut him down, and we want to force you to prove that you are that scorer, that playmaker, and that guy who can help win a team championship. Yeah. Let me also And I think it's also I think it's also Mav saying, "Yeah, prove that you deserve a contract." Yeah. Come out and hoop, Jalen. Yeah. Because you he's he's up for contract this season. Yep. And he's going to get it. And out. yeah, this season he's he was good, but he's just blown up in the playoffs. Exactly. I also want to clarify and before if, I forget. Sorry. Um, these stats we are speaking on are from game two, not game three. Game three, uh, Dallas won. Um, stats I'm talking about from Chris Paul ripping him apart in the pick and roll is from game two. Now continue. Sorry. I just yeah. wanted to clarify that. <clears throat> yeah. I think, but at the same time, it also, it puts, it takes a lot off Jalen's shoulders. With Luca being targeted that much, you said something about how many points on Luca's drives it is when they target the pick and roll. Uh, one point seven two points per possession when Luca is defending the pick and roll for Dallas. Yeah. The game. So that is them going straight at Luca. That means Jalen has the pretty much free limb to do anything on defense. Yeah, it makes it much easier because they're they're basically they're going right at that man. You know, five out of five times most of the time. Six out of five times if you would, like they're going at him every single time going down the floor. And I mean Chris Paul, like in, in some of these clips you can see him before he passes half court, he knows who he wants to pick from. It's the guy with Luca on him. Um like there's a clip of like a set from Phoenix. They're running a set, and he's like Bismack Biombo's like running away to go do whatever he want he has to do in the set. And Chris Paul's like, "No, come back up here, come back up here, set the pick." And you know, obviously, it's Luca guarding Bismack Biombo. He gets the switch and he gets the bucket. So it just it speaks volumes to me about I don't know. Um, I think also like Luca coming into camp out of shape. That's got to stop, man. And I think if he loses this series, he's going to look back at like this, like and he's like I got to get better shape and he's going to do that. I feel like he won't you won't see Huka Doncic on Twitter or on Instagram. You will see him putting in the work. So um anything left for you guys to add on the Phoenix uh Maverick series at all? Anything? Or yeah, 
What were you going to say? I think that Dorian Finney-Smith has earned his money. But other than that... Oh, yeah. That... Yeah. He going... Yeah. Faux show. Um, that, that's for sure. Anything else, Trey? No, I think that's it. All right. Like I said, it's really up uh, to what Jalen can do. Yeah, I agree. Um, jumping right in, this is also kind of has to do with Dallas and Phoenix, but it's more broad. Um, young guards left in the playoffs. Here are some of the names of the young guards left in playoffs. Luka Doncic, John Morant, Jordan Poole, Desmond Bain, Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Brunson. I said those kind of fast, but those are the best guards left. Um, Luka, I think, you know, unless you are insane, um, is the best. Or you one. haven't watched basketball for yeah. the past yeah, exactly. four years. Um, is the best one there. Um, besides that, we've got... Jaw, Pool, Bain, Booker, Brown, Hero, Maxi, and Brunson. I'm going to paste these in the Discord, and I want you guys to rank them from worst to best. Um, ready, set, go. Um, somebody choose to go first. Ready, set, go. I'll go. All right. So I got I got Luca first. Okay. Booker second. Brown third. Okay. Mm, wait, Jaws in there, right? Yeah, Jaws in there. Yeah, okay. I forgot to put it. Uh, sorry, he's yeah. in the copy paste. So, so it's Luca one, Devin two, Jaw three, Brown four. Uh, I think I'd go. I'd go. Hero at five, Maxi at six, Bronson seven, and then Bane. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh dang! I gotta. Uh, yeah, I have, I, just I have Bane, yeah, Bane at eight. I think Bane's still below all of them, but he's a great player. Um, yeah. For me, um, I'm going to go worst to best. Um, Bane, um, see, Hero Maxi, I feel like they're so close. Like, I feel like they're so, so, so close. But I'm I'm gonna give the edge to I'll give the edge to Tyler Hero being better. So I'll go I'll go I'll go um Bane Maxi Hero or no excuse me Bane Brunson Maxi Hero um Poole Brown Jaw Booker Luca to me Jaw's been fantastic but. Book's been that guy for a couple of years now, and I'm just I'm going to give it to him over Jaw. Um, he's much more offensively complete, in my opinion, and um, he's not as good as a playmaker as Jaw, but he's improving in that facet, and he's a much better scorer in my like well-rounded scorer, in my opinion. So, Andrew, what you got? All right. So, we're going to go worst to best. All right, let's hear it. Worst player here is definitely Desmond Bain. Okay. No disrespect, Grizzlies fans, by the way. Oh, great players. Desmond Bain is a fantastic shooter. There we go. He's high effort on defense. He can hit a midi. Shout out to Desmond Bellyflop Bain. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I love that clip. Desmond... 
maxed out wingspan. Oh, yes. Can we also talk about how Josh just has a key to Desmond's house? Whoa, I never what? thought about that. That's weird. Yeah, because he set the... He, set the, the <laughs> he put the... Yeah, most of the truth. <laughs> he just has a key to Desmond's house. Or he doesn't have a key. I don't know he if that makes it better in. or worse. <laughs> he just broke it. He's broken. Oh, my God. Been through the window. That was, that was Jaws' one thing. Yeah, I'll give you the award. I just want a key to your house so I can just come in whenever I want. <laughs> Left a present in your kitchen. <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh, that's great. Also, going off that, why does Desmond need an award with Jaws' name on it? That's facts too. That's facts. Imagine having an award in your awards cabinet that's got somebody else's name on it. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh man, that's. It's me and my heart. I won MIP. He's gonna be going through the hallway. Papa Desmond, what's that? Oh, that's that's my <laughs> that's my most improved player award. Oh, that's my teammate's most improved player award. It says Jay Moran on it. That was a typo. <laughs> I like Jaw. But I agree with what you said about Jaw. I don't think he's as good as Devin Booker. Yeah. But we'll get there in a second. Alright. So we've got Desmond Vane at the bottom. Jalen Jalen mm, Yeah, Jalen Brunson after that. Jordan Poole is better than Jalen Brunson, I'm sorry. Definitely. Poole's better than Brunson. Then Yeah, Maxie. I don't think that's a I don't think that's like a hot take. I think Poole is like securely better than Brunson. Yeah. yeah Poole's just a lot more Brunson just showed up. Poole's been good all yeah. season. Yeah, Poole's better than Brunson. <sighs> I'll take Hero over Maxi. I respect it. That's what I did too. It's very close. I yeah. feel like I think we Hero, Maxi, Poole, and very are very close. I together. feel like we had pretty much all the same. I think like we had all the same list pretty much yeah. for at least like the bottom five. I think I put Poole in front of Hero and Maxi. I believe is what I did. Different. Yeah, I had him. I had Poole behind Hero and Maxi. Um, thinking about it a little bit more, I think I'm going to leave it because, man. I just, I take Hero's longev- uh, longevity over one season. I, I, I respect that 100%. I just, um, man, Poole is just so good offensively, man. The handle, the shot. I mean, I know Hero's got that as well, but I don't know. I think I'm gonna give a like a one A one B type deal to yeah one A one B one C like three way I, I can't decide hero maxi pool I can't decide like I, I gave the edge to hero over maxi um but even Tyrese Maxi has had such a good playoff run what do you have like thirty four the other night versus Miami right in the game two loss he had like thirty four points. Um, let's see. Hold on. I got you right here. 2-0. Um, they did lose by, I think, what did it say? 16? Um, 34. Yeah, 34. Yeah, I watched the end of the game. I remember them saying he had 34 points. Like, man has been hooping. Not just this series either. Like, he's been picking up a lot of slack for James Harden. 
I was in a Twitter space and I heard someone say that um, without James Harden out there, um, Tyrese is not scoring over 25 points, which I don't know how much I agree with that, but I think the spacing does help. But I also think that he's picking up a lot of slack from James Harden. Like, Harden has been not good, and that's that's a discussion for the next pod, most likely, because we're already um, pretty deep into this one, and we have more stuff to talk about, so we'll get to him in a different pod. But um, So make sure to tune back I in. I think, yeah, and I... I definitely think the spacing is a thing, and that's why they did not want to give Maxi for James. Yeah. 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 Maxi's dynamite. He's what those Sixers need, that third option. I agree. He is, definitely. I even think, like, like, the way he's been playing, I'm, I'm definitely still taking Harden as a two option on a championship team, but, like, he's definitely made a case sometimes, I think, where coaches would have probably looked at him and been like, he should probably get a couple more plays in James next game. You know, just looking at how Harden has looked in the playoffs and all the defenses thrown at him and just, you know, I think a lot of people come in and are like, stop James, stop James, and a lot more less focused on stop Tyrese. Obviously Embiid's in front of both of them, but you get what I'm saying in terms of those two. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey, he gets the best end of the stick when it comes to the defense, and he's extremely talented. Exactly, exactly. Um, Kyle Lowry, where is he at? What's he doing? He's dropping cardio. He is (laughs) cardio. (laughs) Man is Tony Snelling out there. (laughs) If you will, (laughs) yeah. He was definitely a Tony Snelling in that game against the 76ers. This is this was a stat line. 25 minutes, 0 points, 0 for 4, 4 rebounds and 3 assists. Um, so yeah, he has been injured since the first game of Atlanta. Where even then, or what, wait. Yeah, it was the first game he got injured, but he played he played two more after that to close out the series. Yeah. Pretty much. But um even then he was not doing so so bright in the three games, four games against Atlanta, I wouldn't even count the last one because he played twenty three minutes, six points, two for seven. I wouldn't even count that he really played. I'm pretty sure Tyler Hero played more minutes than him. Yeah. But, so, in the first two games against Atlanta, he had 29 minutes, 10 points, 4 for 8, 4 9. That is a perfect night you get from Kyle Lowry. Got injured. Next night, 37 minutes, 9 points, 2 for 8, 3 for 2, or not 3 for 4. I don't know, what am I saying? Let me back it up. Two for eight with three rebounds and two assists. That's the complete opposite of what you just got the night before. But you played him more minutes. Yeah. Um, I think Lowry, too. What is... um, Why? Yeah. Partially to his defense, I think he's not a strictly numbers guy. Like, I think uh, more than a lot of players, he is an impact guy. Like, not obviously the most. I think the most impact guy in the NBA is Draymond Green in terms of, like, uh, numbers to eye test, which like which one is valued more. 
I think Draymond Green is the most eye-test valuable player over stats in the NBA. But I think that Kyle Lowry is also pretty dependent on an eye-test level. He gets in there and he takes the offensive fouls, which there's a stat for that. But Wait, wait, wait. Andrew, did you not finish your guard list? We need to let Andrew finish his guard oh, yeah, list. Yeah, real for quick. sure, for sure. My bad. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Guard, my guard list was the exact same as y'all's. I'm be honest with y'all. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right then it was, we can it was carry the on exact same I like jumped right ahead. Sorry about that. I like jumped a gun. Oh, yeah. I like I like making fun of people, so it's okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> let's let's get a clip of that. <laughs> for sure. I like making fun of people, so it's okay. Oh, my oh no! Oh man! I'm ready to trade Kyle Lowry for THT in a first round pick if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I think my guy ready too, man. I think yeah. ready. That guy on TikTok will go in places. Oh my gosh, man! Goodness gracious! Next, the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers, Rob Palenka. I wonder if I wonder if he doesn't if he. He's Stop a safe count. guy. Stop the count. John Morant's tweeting again. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Someone take the man. Podcast. Um, yeah, we, emergency segment. Every time John Morant tweets, we are obliged uh, by law to tell you what the tweet is. Right. Yeah, we, we are here. Emergency segment. What is? What did he say? Uh, All right. John Morant, yeah. five minutes ago. T-M-X-M-B-N-O. Y'all know what we always do, period. <laughs> Muscle. Oh, Ten minutes ago, my dukes lift me up every time. Love that lady. At J.L. Spocks. Fingers crossed. Jamie Morant. That's Jamie Morant. Okay. We, we, love, mm. we love the tweets. We love the tweets. We love the tweets. Yeah. Shout out, Josh. Shout out, Josh. Um, anyways, what were we talking about? Kyle Lowry? Yeah. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, nah, I'm I'm hoping he gets well. He's probably not 100. percent He let's be honest. He probably rushed himself back. Um, probably. Most likely, and and I respect that. But also, man, watch out for yourself, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's also old, so that'll hurt. Um, watch out for yourself, man. Um, be careful. Yeah, you're more than a basketball player, man. You're a person. You're loved. Um. Don't get hurt. You're fragile. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That, that booty ain't fragile. Word, well, I was about to say, bro, word on the street. That booty Twitter, ain't fragile. He's got a lot of cushion on the backside. Yeah. <laughs> no, that booty a, ain't fragile. If the words Make Kyle take Lowry, a few falls. If the words Kyle Lowry are in the podcast, his behind's getting brought up. There's no way it's yep. not. There's no way bro, it's not. We were talking about before the podcast and bringing on a guest. They're going to come on to the podcast where they're talking about the size of Kyle Lowry's booty. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's how you confuse somebody right there. Oh, man. Could you imagine? We get Kyle Lowry on here and we ask him. So, can we please ask him to get drop the workout routine, bro? <laughs> What's going on, man? Is that all natural? I want you squat, bro. <laughs> How many times a day? <laughs> What's the rep set? I need that I workout need plan. Know. Squat me, bro. Oh, oh, God. My, oh my! You could probably squat all three of us. Probably. 
man. And if he did collapse, we would be cushioned because we would just fall right onto that <laughs> that booty. That's amazing. Mm. This was the best segment by far. Um, yeah, I agree. All right. I agree. Any more words on Kyle Lowry, the Miami Heat, or Philadelphia? Oh, I could, I, I could talk about get well. Kyle Lowry all night. We'll start get well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Get, get well. well. Get well, get well, for sure. Prayers up uh, to Kyle Lowry. Um, moving on. Who gets Duncan? I have OKC beside of it. Um, who gets Duncan Robinson? He's played like, I don't know if this is still up to date, three minutes total for the Heat in the playoffs. Robinson needs to get in the Miami strip clubs. That's what Duncan Robinson needs. He needs to let loose. Uh, <laughs> Basically, that's what I mean. He needs to let loose. He needs to chill out. You know, he's panicking. Just signed that massive contract. Now he's getting DNPs. He just needs yeah. to calm down. Get back to his game. Uncomfortable. Like, like, that does not feel good. He played 79 yeah. games this season. Um, shot 37% from three, but... And how much of an impact was he making in those 79 games? Not a lot. I think he's a gravity guy as well because everybody knows Duncan Robinson is that one guy that is there to shoot. Nothing else, he's there to shoot. He's he's a gravity guy on offense. Also on defense, though, because you you can attack him most likely. Um, you guys remember, like, in the bubble, or, like, maybe it was after the bubble, he was, he was like, on J.J. Reddick's podcast, and he was like, yeah, it's hard being a white guy, you know, we get attacked. <laughs> we get attacked on defense. Oh, my God. Because you can't play defense. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. Um, white guys can't jump. <laughs> can't jump, can't play defense, can't drive, they shoot. They can get jumped, though. Bro, I'll tell you what. Somebody just needs to take the the Josh Giddy scouting report meme and just put Duncan Robinson on there. Except weakness for basketball. <laughs> oh. that's, but that's the opposite of Giddy. Oh. Giddy's got all the. He's so he's got good. no shooting. Bro, so if Giddy good. had if Giddy had Duncan shooting, we're champs. Oh yeah, like. Uh, if y'all didn't know, Josh Giddy shot 44% on step-back threes this season. Did you know that? That's a lie. No, You're not. lying to me. Not nine attempts, but he shot 44%. <laughs> what, did he sh- what did he shoot, like seven? Four for nine, baby. Yeah, nine. Four for nine. <laughs> Four for nine. That's oh, coming geez. up in the Josh Giddy YouTube video that I'm making. It's it's And right of the swing right into that, Duncan Robinson, the OKC, book it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take some salary. We'll take some salary. Um, uh, I would, I would love to have more draft picks. I, I mean, Duncan Robinson on the team. It would be a great acquisition yeah. for us going forward. And oh yes, a lot in in, in this stuff. See, the <laughs> chance of him exactly playing Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy need. Oh, absolutely, I agree. Now what? Under, over under on the chance he plays seventy half of seventy nine games. Under before we uh, before we oh, just bench everybody. If he's for us, under. I'm taking under by a mile. Yeah. I'm betting my house on under. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Robinson gets shut down for the season. Got the wind knocked out of him. You guys seen those like weird two K injury reports? Oh, they're so goofy. That's not two K. That's just the OKC. Oh, yeah, that's facts. They, they Medical files getting leaked. 
man. That's basically our injury report. Josh Giddy. Yeah. Hip Cut himself on the hand. Season. He dropped his phone on his phone when he was doing TikTok. Josh Giddy popped a pimple too hard this morning. Josh Giddy can't decide on yeah. a sub sandwich he wants. If Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy hit the woe too hard. Oh my gosh, bro! Out He's for out six for games. <laughs> oh man, that's how he hurt his hip. But no, yeah, into it. Free Duncan Robinson, man. Yeah, free. Free Duncan Robinson. OKC. Bring him to OKC. Free the white boy. <laughs> oh no. Um. Moving on, um, unless you guys got any other trade destinations or words on Duncan. Nah. Okay. Uh, I think I think it's I think he just needs to go somewhere where he's actually going to be used. Yeah, I mean, even I could see like, Duncan. I could see Duncan to Utah. That could work. Um, even to Milwaukee, man. Um, Obviously, the amount of money he's making is probably not ideal for the amount of minutes he'd probably play in Milwaukee. But I think they also have enough white by white boys who can shoot. <laughs> That's right. Chris Nell and then Pat Covington. Yeah. Um. 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 um Bryn Forbes. I guess he's maybe light skin, but is he? Let's check. I'll look him up. I think he is. Bryn Forbes. I think he's light skin. Yeah, he's light skin. My opinion. Oh, all right. Telling, though, but um. Just, just you know, have another body that can shoot. I mean, no one's gonna hate to have that, but the amount of money he's making is not ideal for an NBA team at this point. Um, yeah. Look at oh, this is um another segment of the podcast, our ESPN stat of the pod. We're gonna have a weekly or however um you know annually we do this podcast. Um, ideally weekly, um maybe more, maybe a little bit less. Um, ESPN stat. Of the pod. Luka Doncic is the seventh player, eight instance, eighth instance, in NBA history to average 35 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists through the first three games of a series. The last player to do this was Russell Westbrook in the 2017 first round versus the Houston Rockets. Okay, so how do we feel about this? We already talked about Luka and his offensive output hindering his defensive capabilities in terms of, you know, just sheer effort, you know. Man's gassed. Um, I think, you know, after this season, Luca, that's probably the main thing he needs to work on his condition, in my opinion at least. And I'm not saying he's in bad condition. To put up 35, 10, and 5, you have to be extremely talented and well-conditioned to do that in the NBA. But I'm just saying, um, you know, seeing all those pictures of him and, you know, all the reports he came in overweight to training camp, you know, you get a head start on that, you maybe have a little bit more left in the tank at this point in the season. Yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, that's Russell Westbrook's MVP season, Facts. and you didn't hear anything about Luka Doncic for MVP. That is also factual. That's facts. Um, Absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's true. Um, and 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 the Mavericks um, are they the sixth seed? No, they're not the sixth seed. They're higher than that, aren't they? Oh, they were the five seed. Five. Okay, yeah. Uh, Westbrook's or the fourth. Westbrook's no, they're the team. four. They're the four. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they played the five. Um, what's it called? Five, Nugget. Yeah, Utah. Five, Utah. Yeah, Utah. The, the five seed Jazz. Um, <clears throat> but Russ was uh, six seed his MVP year, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
There was a little, I, I mean, like a couple fans, you know, obviously uh, Dallas fans probably felt he should get MVP, but. Um, no media attention. Yeah. And that's shocking to me because, you know, he's towards the top in jersey sales. He's very marketable. Uh, it just shocks me that he didn't get more media attention. But I think he will next year, in my opinion at least. I think if they put a Duncan Robinson, uh, trade for a Jordan Clarkson since Utah might be selling everything. That, that, they that, put that, something that. around like that with him. I think he has MVP next year. But see, my thing with that is like I feel like they've got that. Like they got Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson's getting a lot better. Obviously, he's burst out onto the scene. Yeah, know, but so. do, do you commit to Dinwiddie's contract? Mm, that's true too. I think because you could you could flip Dinwiddie in a like a second round pick and get Jordan Clarkson on his last year of his deal. I think to me it depends on what he does in this last little bit of the playoffs. That will like kind of sway um, what you do a lot because, like, if you look, they're they're, they're clearly trying to go. They're trying to go less cap because they traded away Perzingis, yeah, but took on Dinwiddie. So if they wanted to do that again, they could take on Jordan Clarkson. Then they have the option. If Jordan Clarkson doesn't click with Luca, then just don't pay him. That's true as well. Take that money. Twenty twenty four. We were talking about it before the pod. It's pretty big free agency class. Oh, Clay yeah. Thompson hits the market. Um, Middleton, um, Van Fleet, Dejounte Murray, just to name a few. There put was a multiple yeah, names. Put a put a put a Clay Thompson or put a Dejounte Murray next oh, to Luca. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is the um, he's the definition of a puzzle piece player, in my opinion. But he's a universal puzzle piece. He can fit any puzzle in the NBA. He can fit any team. You plug him in, he's going to make an impact on any single team in the NBA. He's going to fit, and there's not going to be a single question in the front office or coaching staff of how he's going to fit because he can play on or off the ball. Um, and there's a lot of players like that, but Clay is just like the definition of it because like you've seen times where he can take over um, on the ball. You know, basically his whole career, he's played off the ball and got absolute buckets, so. For sure. That'd be insane. Um, Clay and Luca. Yeah. I don't think Clay's leaving Golden State, but that'd be insane to see. But does Golden State say that they do want him to leave with Jordan Poole having taken such a big leap and having a whole nother year ahead of him? Man, you never know, to be honest. Only time will tell. But um, it'll be interesting. I think I think I think he's a lifer. I think he's a Golden State lifer, in my opinion. But only time will tell. Um, any more words on that stat or Luca or Russ or anything to do with that stat? I love Russ, I but love that's Russ all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, if no further words, moving on to the last topic of the pod. Very sad. Very sad. Um, had a great time. Um, Darius Garland wanting no max deal. Um, would you guys like to read that tweet, or would you like me to? It's in the description. All right. All yeah, right. you got it. Here, Andrew, you read it. You read it. You read it. Because I don't have right. it even pulled up. Let's see here. Hashtag 
calves. Darius Garland has, infer- has informed his representatives that he wishes to take less than a max contract extension this offseason in hopes of retaining both Colin Sexton and Karis LeVert and bring back Ricky Rubio. That's not good English, but I understand. That is from at Tim Larson Sports. Um, I love this. This is from a uh, Cavs, Browns, and Guardians reporter, contributor to The Athletic, um, as CBS Sports in his bio, Reliable. This came out, what, yesterday? This yeah. is the absolute definition of a winning player, in my opinion. I just, I have nothing but good words for this. This is just, this is, this is Dirk Nowitzki-esque. This is what Dirk did. Took a pay cut. Like, this is... You know, very few NBA players are willing to do this, especially as the number one guy on a team like Darius is. It's amazing. Like, I just... Do you know who else took a pay cut? Who? Tom Brady. But yeah, that and Steph Curry. You know what he won? What? He got yeah. two championships exactly. because he took that pay cut. Yep. And exactly. Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I just... Um, I love I love this move from Darius Garland. Um I think Cavs fans should really show this guy all the love in the world. And as far as I know, they do. But, like, I'm just saying, like, this man, this like, this is this is awesome. Like, this is just, as a basketball fan, as a human being, this is awesome. Because you know that he's not just doing this. He loves these guys, obviously, you know. And bring back Ricky Rubio as well, who is also not even on the team, mind you, guy. Like, you know, he's not even technically on this team anymore. He's in Indiana. Kind of forgetful. Because, you know, he's not played because of his ACL. But, like, shout out to Darius Garland. That's a, that's a dog right there. That's a homie. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, Darius yeah. Garland. And the thing about that lineup, if they do get every single one of those guys back, Darius Garland in his new role with Colin Sexton, either coming off the bench or Karras coming off the bench, and then even having Ricky Rubio behind that, that is a scary thought. Oh, yeah. I, the Cavs are going to be nice. Another um, progression year for Evan Mobley. Well, his first offseason in the NBA for Evan Mobley. Um, do they have any picks? I mean, obviously they don't have any in the lotto, but do they have any picks at all? Like, uh, I don't know. See, I'm looking right now. They have I know they traded some to the Pacers for Karis LeVert. Oh, um... I don't see them in the first round anywhere. Unless I... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, they're 14th. They're in the lotto. 14th lotto. My bad. I forgot they lost in the play-in. So... Oh, yeah. Add a lottery pick. Uh, progression from Evan Mobley. You get Colin Sexton back. It's going to be... It's going to be great. I'm excited to see what Cleveland does. Um, so, yeah. Any further words on anything from the pod? Well, we have Tankathon. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, another. I have Tankathon pulled up right now. All right. Another <laughs> um, segment introduced to the pod. The uh, the Podly, I guess to call it. The Podly. Well, ha- how many do we want to do? Let's just do one. Let's one do each. one? One each. One each. All right. You guys going to pull it up, or do yep, you just want me to send it for all of us? I got it pulled up. Um. You got it, Andrew? 
All right, I got it. Okay, so this is self-explanatory. We're each just going to send the lottery one time on a website called Tankathon, where it sends the draft lottery um, and conveys all the protections and everything for you. Uh, Just a way to hype up the lottery. I mean, we can only do this for nine days, 18 hours, 15 minutes, so we'll probably only get, like, one more of these until, you know, we're doing it next season. So, yeah, without further ado, let's do it. Okay, how y'all feeling about yours? Oh, it's the most likely outcome. Yeah, I'd say that mine's about that, too. For the thunder, that is. Mine's good. Mine's a thumbs up. Mine's a solid one. Who's going first? What you got? Okay. What you got? So it's got Indiana moving all the way up to number one, moving up four. But we we shift up one. We're at three, and we keep our 12th pick. It's solid. I mean, more than solid. We moved into the top three. That's great. That's fantastic. So that's what I got. Uh, pretty much everything else is the same. Houston goes down three, Detroit two, and everybody else stays the same. Great. I've got Orlando moving up to number one, Indiana and Portland moving up three each, Houston falling four to number five, and OKC. OKC's at six. OKC's at 12. Okay. So, average. Yeah. So I have Detroit moving up two to number one, yep. Houston falling one, us moving up to three, Sacramento moving up three, and Orlando dropping three, which would have Sac at four and uh, Orlando at five. And then we get 12th and 30th. All righty. So there we go. Um, the so it seems average. like it's... It seems like we're pretty set on what we're gonna get, which I'm not. I'm not disappointed with. Oh, yeah. Wish we could have that first or second, but third, not disappointed at all. And having twelve also helps a lot too. Oh yeah, I agree. From uh, from sixteen to twelve, man, that that was clutch. When I mean, we were gonna get fifteen or sixteen, and we got all the way to twelve. That's insane. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I love it. Um, any other further words on this? Nope. Nope. Alrighty. I don't think that's about it. I think that is it for this, for the first ever episode of the Spark Plug Podcast. Spark Plug Podcast. Um, I want to thank you guys. Uh, first of all, Trey and Andrew, I want to thank you guys. Really appreciate you guys, um, you know, talking with me and and hopefully some people enjoy this i want to thank everybody listening we want to thank everybody listening let me rephrase that um because we are all three um we're all three hosting this podcast um to get to know each other better and to bring you guys some enjoyment and you know learn some things and help y'all learn some things as well so we really appreciate you guys um, tuning in, and we hope that you'll tune back in. Make sure to follow, save, subscribe, you know, all those things. Um, you can find me on pretty much any social media platform at uh, OKC Always on Instagram. It's probably where I'm most known. Um, Gil Just Max on Twitter. You can find Trey Man Burger um, at Shaquille's Milk on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then... Is it Random Thunder, right? Random Thunder? At Thunder Random. Thunder Random. At Thunder Random for Andrew. Um, I'm going to turn it over to them and let them talk. I've talked way too much. I've flabbed my jaw way too much. I'm going to turn it over to them. Getting so, tired. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find me at uh, 
Rayman's Burner, Shaq's Milk uh, on Twitter, and then I have OKC Flow on Instagram, and yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm on. I'm getting used to Twitter again. Yeah. Yep, I'm on Twitter at Thunder Random. Don't really have an Instagram. Thank you guys being here listening means a lot hoping to get this thing off the ground get things moving pretty soon for sure get consistent yeah we have some fun yeah amen to all of those statements we're really looking forward to it i'm really looking forward to um getting to know you guys better as well because you know we haven't really um talked all all that much uh prior to this i mean on twitter a little bit on discord but we're looking forward to it um Again, for I'm sure, for sure, for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, Old show. Yeah. So we really hope you guys enjoy this. Um, look for the returning segments with new news every week. Um, could be a little bit shorter, a little bit longer than this. You never know. Thank you guys so much. And any last little thoughts? Thunder up. Thunder up, always. That's facts. All right. We will see you guys um, around draft lottery time. Thank you all. God bless you. Have a great Mother's Day and a great rest of your week and um, great rest of your everything. God bless you guys and have a great one.